Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io Dave for a seven-day free trial. Today's cool fact of the day is that sleep is more important than food. Scientists did studies of sleep deprivation, and the world record is actually 11 days without sleep. But a lot of people die after 10 days without sleep. You can go a couple months without food, depending on how much fat you have, without dying. So water seems to be more important than sleep. Sleep is more important than food. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD plus. Check out Qualia NAD plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. Speaking of sleep, today's guest is none other than Ariana Huffington, who's come out in the last couple of years with a lot of information about sleep and actually has a whole new startup, Thrive Global, which is really focused on quality of life and a ton of info about sleep. This is a live interview at one of the locations for Ariana's new startup, Thrive Global. It's a new content platform, and I'm actually providing content for Ariana uh, on, on that service so you can learn about some of the bulletproof perspective on sleep. So, Ariana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. So we're at your, your pop-up store in New York, and, and we're serving bulletproof coffee here. I'm about to do a book signing and just honored to be a part of it. But, but you, 
just started Thrive Global. So before we get into your specific sleep hacks and, and your, your phone bed, which is a really cool thing, uh, I wanted to just kind of ask you, what made you go in this direction? So talking about the broader news things that, that you're well known for talking about. Why Thrive Global? Well, as you know, Dave, the last time um, you and I did an interview, it was in the offices of the Huffington Post that I founded and ran for 11 years. And in August, I decided to step down in order to follow this passion of helping people reduce the stress and burnout in their lives and live lives with more health, more productivity, and more happiness. And that's what Thrive Global is about. It's basically a company that has three pillars. The first is a media platform that brings together the the latest science on sleep and burnout and unplugging from technology and the connection with performance. Because in the past, these things have been associated with relaxing and chilling under the mango tree. (laughs) And we are now shifting the priority to be, no, if you really want to perform at your best, which is really so much what you and Bulletproof Coffee are about, then taking care of yourself, putting your own oxygen mask first, sleeping, unplugging, recharging are essential elements of performance. The second pillar is corporate. We go into corporations and we help them improve their culture around stress and productivity with measurable results. So some of our big partners are Accenture, JP Morgan, Uber. Wow. And the third part is what you see here, commerce, both an online commerce platform at thriveglobal.com and pop-up stores we're going to be doing around the world that bring together the latest technology around wellness, as well as we have here a bedroom, which is a sleep sanctuary to demonstrate how you can create that environment in your life, Uh, products like the phone bed that I'm going to give you in a minute. (laughs) that help you unplug from technology. So these are sort of the three components of the company. Well, it, it's, a, it's a big vision there, and I love that you're reaching out to companies. Uh, I, I actively do everything I can to, to hack my own employees at Bulletproof, where we, we get them neurofeedback if they're at our headquarters, and they get a, a generous stipend to get Bulletproof products every month at no cost so they can perform better. And we talk about sleep, and we have culture calls about stress and heart rate variability training and all these things. Because as a, a CEO and an entrepreneur, I care a lot about my employees, but also as a, a venture-backed company, uh, people who are happier and less stressed actually get more work done, and they, they're nicer to each other, and they're nicer to their families and everyone else too. But like, it does cost more, but you get, you get it back in productivity so much more. Absolutely. It's a profit center. And that's what people are realizing. And what we tell the corporations we are working with, that it's time to go upstream. Like a lot of um, HR programs operate after the disease (laughs) has manifested itself. You know, dealing, whether it's the actual disease like like diabetes or heart disease, or dealing with symptoms like... uh, smoking or drinking, and all these are already demonstrations of some problems upstream which have to do with stress. So stress is an inevitable part of life, but we have all these pathways and micro steps and e-courses and trainings that help people realize that they can actually make sure that stress does not become cumulative. 
Right. That you take pauses during the day um, to walk, to breathe, <laughs> mm -hmm. to unplug from your technology and that you get enough sleep. Now, this is a kind of non-negotiable, you know, we've convinced the world that exercise and nutrition are important. Whether people do it or not, they've heard enough about it, right? Mm -hmm. But sleep is, is relatively new as a um, third pillar of health. It, it's, it's such a big one. And you said something else that got my attention. You said breathing. And, and there's breathing exercises, uh, certainly, that help you go to sleep and all that. But I was just uh, chatting with a colleague, and Jeff Bezos at Amazon, when they built new skyscrapers, insisted that the windows had to open. And so they had to like redesign buildings. <laughs> and that's also something that, that for the, the next Bulletproof headquarters that's on our list of requirements, if our employees and, and I can't breathe clean outside air that recirculates, we're not going to perform as well, we're not going to feel as well. And why would you choose to spend eight hours a day in basically an aquarium? And that's what they're building. That's just not cool. So I, I want everyone listening to this to, to start thinking about... Opening windows. Yeah. How, how do you get good air? Because you sleep better with good air. And, and you, everything's better when you can breathe. Absolutely. And it's interesting you mentioned Jeff Bezos because one of the things our media platform does is to bring together new role models for this new way of living and performing at your best. And the day we launched, which was November 30th, our media platform had a piece by Jeff Bezos which was entitled, Why My Sleeping Eight Hours a Night is Good for Amazon Shareholders. Nice. So we're trying to make the connection between a CEO, an entrepreneur, anybody, frankly, taking care of themselves and the kind of decisions they make. Because that's yeah. really the value we bring to our businesses or to our jobs is our decision making. And that's degraded when we are running on empty, when we are running on fumes. Right. Now, one of the studies that caught my attention, and I've admittedly, especially when I was young and fat and stressed all the time, I definitely didn't have good sleep hygiene, partly because no one had invented the term. Like, like we didn't <laughs> know that. Uh, but I, I was like, I'd rather read something interesting than sleep, so I'll just do that. Right. And eventually, like, you don't even remember what you read because you're so tired. But what I've found is that, that by making my body work better, I just naturally want less sleep. Like, I don't need eight hours a night anymore. Well, you may be somebody who has a genetic mutation. You see, about one and a half percent of the population has a genetic mutation. You can test yourself for it. I have the test mm -hmm. that you can do in my book. And uh, if you have a genetic mutation, then you can take, get four or five hours and feel great. If I get four or five hours, I feel lousy. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter how much I exercise so or how well I eat. Little, yeah. So I think it, um, I mean, the science is completely unequivocal. If you have a genetic mutation, great. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a genetic mutation, you need somewhere between seven to nine hours. You may need seven, somebody else may need nine, but that's really the conclusion of all sleep scientists. So, so most people don't even know what it's like to operate at the at optimum level. Oh yeah, it's totally I, true. I know from myself, you know, I collapsed from exhaustion and burnout in 2007. But if you had asked me that morning, Ariana, how are you? I would have said, great. Yeah. Because I had forgotten what great was. You know, I was tired all the time. My friends would joke that if you put me in a movie theater, 
um, in any darkened room, I would be asleep within three seconds. I, I used to have it too, and I, I don't anymore. So it's exactly that thing. It's like, you're not quite narcoleptic, but you're just <laughs> Almost, ready yeah. to go to sleep. Now, I had a similar experience. Uh, you, you fell down, you passed out, you broke your jaw, right? Um, I had one of those sleep burnout things where I'd flown from San Francisco to China, gave a keynote presentation, hopped on a plane to Florida, gave a keynote presentation, <laughs> and then woke up and wanted to get some coffee and water, but didn't have time because of airline security stuff. So I caught a 5 a.m. flight out of Florida, uh, and I, on the airplane I stood up to go to the bathroom, and, uh, and I woke up from the most blissful sleep because I passed out in the aisle and just, just like went straight down. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, I didn't hit my head that time. But it was, you know, the, is there a doctor on the airplane kind of thing? And in that case, it was, it was exhaustion, right? And, and the lack of blood pressure because I was dehydrated because I couldn't yes. get water at the airport because they make you throw it away before you fly, which makes no sense. But, well, first of all, can uh, you write about that? Because here's yeah. one of the things we're doing uh, on thriveglobal.com is both collecting new role model stories, but mm-hmm. also collecting stories of burnout. Yeah. Because we don't share these stories enough. And of course, you know, you and I were lucky, but there are many worse stories. There's the CEO them. of, yeah, <laughs> or the CEO of United Airlines who collapsed on his treadmill and ended with a heart transplant. Or the head of mm-hmm. M&A at JP Morgan who died on his treadmill. So there are stories of collapse that are infinitely worse than yours or mine, but they're everywhere, they're yeah, global. Yeah. And, and we need to collect them because they're kind of a warning signal that people can make changes in their lives without having to have the painful wake-up call uh, that tens of thousands of people have had around the world. And, uh, and, but most important for me is the recognition that you're going to be more effective at what you want to do. You know, we think mm-hmm. we are sacrificing our health um, for the sake of our job or our business. And that's just a complete delusion. And I'm kind of fascinated by how come an entire culture believes something false. Mm-hmm. So I've done kind of this study that throughout history, cultures have often believed false things. Like there were centuries when uh, we believed that the sun revolves around the earth. Remember, it was like... Uh, uh, the found it still does. <laughs> Some people may still do. <laughs> I hope they don't work for bulletproof coffee. Good point. <laughs> um, so they, you know, the laws of navigation were mm-hmm. based on this false foundation, which led to many shipwrecks. Right. So in the same way, the laws of working and living are based on this false assumption that in order to succeed, we have to burn out. You know, the, you can go to. Um, television commercials from the 60s and Mm -hmm. see doctors in white coats advertising cigarettes because we thought cigarettes were cool and glamorous. Right. And even though the science was in that they actually kill us, we thought Brad and Angelina would last forever. That was another (laughs) false thing we believed. (laughs) So it's time to stop believing that uh, we need to burn out in order to succeed. That's kind of my passion. That's what I've committed the rest of my life to. If we can change the culture around that, we will eliminate so much unnecessary suffering. Like there's a lot of suffering in the world. Oh, yeah. Refugees. um, People being killed by random violence in Chicago. You know, you can draw a long list that we cannot right now immediately solve. But we can solve a lot of suffering simply by convincing people to stop believing something which is scientifically false. 
It it's true on so many fronts, and a lot of companies have played a role in that. Uh, you're talking about things like like saturated fat. Oh yeah, that, that's bad for you. Diabetes and cancer are skyrocketing when we eat low fat diets and fake fat and all these things. So there's all these these things that are getting turned over because. Uh, well, the media, social media in particular, we can talk about what works. So if, if the, the party line is, you know, smoking's good for you and you need to eat bran muffins and nothing <laughs> else, well, what happens when everyone says, it doesn't work and I feel like crap when I do that, eventually that message gets right. heard. And when people tell stories the way, they, way you did, you're really courageous to stand up and say, this is what happened in, in your last or book before this last book. And so that, that helps because people are saying, well, the story is this. But the reality that I'm seeing is this, why is there a mismatch? And, and that's what woke me up as a biohacker because I was working out six days a week, an hour and a half a day, even no matter how little sleep I got, and I cut my calories and I cut my fat because I'm like 300 pounds and I'm desperate to not be fat. I never lost the weight. I got strong and stayed fat. And at one point, I'm like, it's not that, and I was burning out, of course, it, it, it's not that I'm weak or it's not that I'm not trying hard enough, which is why a lot of people right. burn out because of that internal message. Like, it's because the stuff I'm doing just doesn't work. <laughs> and, and the same thing goes in business. Like, you know, if you're beating yourself to death at business and you feel like you have to work 16-hour days and all this, maybe you need to change your strategy because <laughs> you're not doing business very well. Right? Absolutely. And especially now that um, so many businesses operate on multiple time zones, yeah. um, if we don't learn to work in teams... Our work is not sustainable. No human being can be mm-hmm. up and available and on around multiple time zones. And that's why um, one of the things we teach in our trainings and e-courses and we write a lot about is learning to disconnect from technology. You know, technology is amazing. You know, the Huffington Post would not exist without it. A lot of what you are doing would mm-hmm. not have been amplified right. without it. Uh, but we need to set boundaries. And for me, the key and most necessary thing is to create a transition from our day life to our night life when we go to sleep where we really disconnect from our day our problems most people sleep with their phone on on their nightstand that's horrifying sometimes they sleep with them under the pillow wow if you want to get like brain cancer and cognitive dysfunction and break your mitochondria that is an excellent strategy but even without that you we are very likely to wake up in the middle of the night, not be able to fall immediately back asleep and find yourself texting, emailing, or going down the rabbit hole of social media. So we created our first product in our commerce um, department of Thrive Global is the phone bed that I'm giving you as a gift. Oh, thank you. Now, I hope you're going to use it. So here is the phone bed. It is basically a charging station that has 10 ports, but it's made to look like a bed. Nice. Because human here, beings... Hold it up a little bit. Here, I'll, I'll you know. make the camera point at it. Here. Oh, that's okay. We'll put that back in. Don't worry. Human beings, you know, learn through ritual. So you put your phone here. You mm-hmm. can put eight phones. You put your uh, iPads here. Right. You tuck them in. This is the little sheet okay. that you tuck them in. And you say goodnight to them. This lives outside your bedroom, outside your children's bedrooms if you have children. So you educate your children that from the moment they get a phone, Mm -hmm. they know where to put it to sleep. Wow. So that because you know what happens by the time your children are teenagers, it becomes a battle. Give me your phone. Don't sleep with your phone. But if you can educate everybody in the family to to separate themselves from the phones, the phones charge 
you recharge and you reconnect in the morning. So we're going to pack this oh, up for thank you. Thank you. That, that is, uh, does it come with a phone? Okay. <laughs> it comes with a phone. <laughs> no, but it, it comes in two colors, light wood or dark wood. What do you prefer? I think this looks great. The light okay, wood is Okay, you're is getting beautiful. the light wood. Thank you. And it, it, it sounds kind of ridiculous, but it's, it's not at all because a lot of the way we're wired is, is unconscious. Yes. It, it's subconscious. So we don't necessarily know the messages that our nervous system gets. And just having a ritual that says, all right, I'm going to do this. And it having it live outside your bedroom. And then what happens is that when you wake up in the morning, take like just one minute to breathe, mm-hmm. to uh, set your intention for the day before you immediately go to your phone. Because if you think of it, the phone is the portal to everything the world wants from you. Yeah. Right? And I think it's very important to establish what do you want from the world. <laughs> I think a minute is maybe a little conservative there. I, I tell you, I wake up, my phone's in airplane mode. It is my alarm clock because it, it senses my motion, but it's never turned on at night. Like it, it's always a, a, in airplane mode. That's unusual. But try yeah. to get Amazon Echo uh-huh. to wake you up. Oh, I have, I'd have to get Yeah, Alexa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can tell Alexa, wake me up at 7 on any time. And we, we programmed Alexa with meditations. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, so cool. you can say, Alexa, play me the Thrive medi- Meditation and to Sleep. And it just works. Oh, and it plays. Cool. So if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can ask Alexa to play mm-hmm. you the Meditation to Sleep so that you, it can put you right back to sleep naturally without stress. Oh, that's cool. And it can wake you up or have an old-fashioned alarm clock. When, in the morning... Though I I made a commitment, I wake up, I make my bulletproof coffee, I take my supplements, I make coffee for my kids, and yes, they drink like two ounces of bulletproof coffee because I want to get the the brain octane in them because they're how old are they now? Seven and nine. So they don't have phones yet. No, they don't. Have but phones. by the time they have phones, you'll have the phone bed. Oh, ab- so absolutely. So they will know where to put their phones. My, my phone stays in airplane mode all that time until I drop them off at school. That's amazing. That's get, incredibly. I don't get any messages. Like it's off. And so, you know, that's very rare yeah. because most of us are mm-hmm. addicted. Like I couldn't do that. I'm not as strong <laughs> as you are. Like I have to have my phone away because, you know, there's that dopamine hit that yeah. you get mm-hmm. that makes most of us addicts. And so, like, if you're an addict, an alcohol addict, you know, you wouldn't have bottles of wine right, around. Right. So, in the same way, since we're all addicted to our phones in some way or another, and most people don't have your willpower, um, we just need to the, the separate ritual, ourselves yeah. and do the ritual. And Sherry Turkle, you know, the MIT professor, mm-hmm. who's written those great books about our relationship with technology, says that, If you're having dinner with a friend and your phone is on the table, even if it is off, it affects the conversation. It's a reminder of another reality that Mm -hmm. can interrupt your life at any moment. It's a tough one because uh, I get all sorts of data and I like to measure what works. I just had a a whole body high resolution DEXA scan done and, and DEXA looks at bone density specifically. And I, years ago, made a commitment. I'm not carrying my cell phone in my front pocket or my back pocket. Your front pocket is too close to the, the reproductive equipment, and your cell phones are shown to affect that. I don't want it near my spinal cord. So I keep it on my side. It, it's like a little, I, I buy pants, I have like oh, yeah, a, a I cargo pants kind of pocket. Well, guess what my DEXA scan showed? 
it showed that because I carry my phone there, my right femur has 10% less bone density than my left one. Wow. Even though this is my, my, my dominant leg where it should be more bone density. So cell phones are bad for you biologically. They just are. <laughs> and having it turned on in your bedroom is so bad for you. Uh, the other thing that we do that's, that's unusual is I had the house rewired so that I have a remote control for the kids' bedrooms and my bedroom where I can press the remote control and it, it physically disconnects the rooms from the power grid. So wow. we sleep in a room that has no electricity That's going fantastic. On. So it's, it's as close to a cave as we can get. We're electrically grounded. We have blackout curtains. And you know what? My kids have slept through the night since they were one year old. They don't wake up in the middle of the night. They go right back to sleep. Those sleep problems went way down in our house because unfortunately these devices, even though they're incredibly useful and valuable, if you're swimming in that all the time, Maybe it's not so good for you, right? Well, that's it. It's really the fact that we are swimming in them and we are swimming in a culture that uh, prizes being always on. Mm -hmm. And that's the other cultural change that we are trying to affect through Thrive Global. We are trying to change the cultural norms so that it is actually prized to disconnect. So we are creating this um, app that turns your smartphone into a dumb phone for specified periods of time. Let's say you and I are having dinner mm -hmm. and um, your COO um, texts you. Mm -hmm. She will get an e a text back that says, um, David is powered down. He'll be back on at such and such a time. So not only isn't she able to get you, but she gets a message that tells her that you are actually deliberately powered down, which begins to change the culture. That's cool. You know, from Dave is always on, he's amazing, which mm -hmm. is what we say now, right? Right. To Dave is important enough and values himself enough to go off the grid for dinner. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> and so that a, becomes valued power. then because yeah. it's like, hey, you know, he can do that. If he can do that, maybe I can do that. That's how you change the culture. It, it does absolutely change the culture. And, and the... Uh, I, I've in the last couple of years had a chance to, to work with, with a, a very influential, wealthy set of, of business executives and celebrities just because of Bulletproof and some of the work I'm doing. Doubtless you've, you've known many of the same people. And there's been a shift where they're willing to go on vacation without cell phones. Yes. And they're actually building it into their lives. But it's an ultimate form of luxury. And I don't think that mindset has, has percolated down. No, because you still have, in most corporations... The look at the language, mm -hmm. you know. Dave is amazing. He works 24-7. How often do you hear that? Which if you look at the science, yeah. working 24-7 is the cognitive equivalent of coming to work drunk. Right. You would never yeah. say, you know, Dave is amazing. He just had five shots and came to work. A lot of people do both. That's <laughs> I can tell you. If you burn yourself out, the odds of coming to work drunk go up. Exactly. And also coming, coming to work... Uh, after you've stuffed yourself with an enormous amount of carbs and sugar, mm -hmm. because our bodies crave carbs and sugar when we're sleep deprived. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, look at all the breakfasts at, at these events that we go and speak at. It's like all carbs and sugar. And you think, why? It's like, have you read anything about the latest science on nutrition? Can we have some eggs? I just bring the Bulletproof team with me to do coffee demos. Then I can go in the back and drink my Bulletproof coffee. I'm like That's my breakfast. I, I make it my autonomy. Because I, I also find that carbs and sugar affect sleep. If you're on a zero-carb diet for long periods of time, especially women, it can ruin your sleep. And when I did three months of almost no carbs, like one serving of veggies a day, like very high ketosis, 
my sleep monitoring system showed that I was waking up 10 to 12 times a night without knowing it. I didn't have sleep apnea. Right. But my body was like, I need carbs to make neurotransmitters. And you didn't have any good fats. I, I had lots of good fats. Now yeah. you do. Yeah, no, yeah. Even then I didn't. I was, this is when I was writing the research for the Bulletproof Diet. I thought, well, I'm going to try like an Eskimo diet, like really hard ketosis. And what happened was it, it ruined my sleep. And I didn't have enough, like enough tears because I, I didn't have the, the sugar that it takes to do that. But, is, you, but you're now taking good carbs. Oh, absolutely. And it's part of the Bulletproof Diet. Yes. It is to, to say, look, you need to, to cycle in and out. And if you want to sleep well, you need to have a moderate amount of good carbs. Maybe not every day. It's okay right. to go a few days. Some vegetables, carbs. some yeah. salad. Yeah. yeah. But if you don't do that and, and you're like super keto, some people do okay. But a lot of people, their sleep after a month or two goes away. It's right. not right away. You feel amazing. You might <laughs> sleep better. So that idea of, of just like, like you mentioned stress recovery, if, if you never have any stress... You won't grow. But so it's stress, recover, stress, recover. Exercise is stress, then you recover. But if you exercise all the time and never recover, you get burned out. Well, that's what athletes are demonstrating. Mm -hmm. We we did a series uh, for Thrive Global on athletes that we started with Andre Iwigudala, who is also an investor in the company and is an MVP, Golden State Warriors, Mm -hmm. etc. And he tracked the impact on his performance of getting enough sleep, and it's so dramatic. And in fact, um, I was at CES, the Consumer Electronics mm-hmm. Show in Las Vegas, with Kevin Plank, the CEO of Under Armour, and I was part of the presentation about performance. You know, Under Armour is a performance-based company, but they've recognized the importance of sleep as a performance enhancer, and they've produced this new sleepwear that helps your sleep. And I think it's an incredible competitive advantage for a company to own sleep as a performance enhancer. It, it absolutely is. The Under Armour stuff is neat. Uh, my, my new book is called Headstrong. It's about mitochondrial function and how improving mitochondria improves your brain, improves your sleep, improves your hormones. It, it's like the underlying thing that controls your body that you would never guess. It, so do you have enough power right now? Yes or no? These are little tiny bacteria that right. we incorporate into our cells. And one of the, the parts of research I came across in this book is that infrared is something that your mitochondria make, and infrared changes the water in your body, so it, it helps your body work better. The Under Armour technology you're mentioning yes. reflects infrared light from your mitochondria back on themselves, so they have to do less work to change the water in them. So you think, what? I'm just sleeping. Water, infrared? <laughs> but here's the thing. A small change in your sleep environment equals higher performance the next day. Make it darker, you sleep better. Make it colder, Colder. you sleep better. Make it quieter, you sleep better. Reduce interruptions, you sleep better. And all of those might be a you know two two percent or five percent improvement. But it adds up. But twenty five percent improvement from ten of these things might really matter. Absolutely, and people are beginning to realize that it's really exciting to see this conversation be part of uh, business magazines. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's really important to see how this has moved out of the yoga journal. Yeah. Uh, to business magazines, athletic magazines. Mm -hmm. So where people care about performance and productivity, they're also now looking at the latest science. And I think it's really important since we claim to be data-driven, we can no longer Mm -hmm. ignore the data. The data is really strong, especially when you look at at the brain. Um, I opened uh, earlier this year uh, the, the world's probably most highest end neuroscience training facility to to make healthy brains, super brains. And we take CEO types through a five-day program and we just, they have to get enough sleep because every day we're doing neurofeedback 
basically to the point where they can't do anymore to, to teach them to do what advanced Zen masters do, but in five days, with long-standing changes in the brain. But if they sabotage themselves by getting yes. five hours of sleep, they can't do the training the next day. And, and you, can, you can see a sleepy brain on an EEG machine. It, it, it actually has high levels of theta. You're basically daydreaming. And your levels <laughs> of alpha, which is where you want to be able to, to be present, they're, they're much lower. So the height of the waves you want is lower. And the chaotic, stormy, like daydreamy waves, the ones that made it so you and I could both go to sleep in three seconds anytime it was dark, those were always storming. So a, a brain that gets enough sleep can be more orderly and more organized and then you make good decisions. But those decisions, they might be decisions, you know, I got a, an urge to yell at my kids, but I, I decided to suppress right. the urge instead of I yelled at my kids and then I felt like I was a jerk. And I, I feel like there's like tens of thousands of decisions we all make every day and that we're wired to be kind to each other. But if you're tired all the time, you're going to over-exercise your middle finger in traffic. And, you know, <laughs> you're just not going to be the kind of human you know you're capable of being. So Absolutely. I, that's why I wanted to interview about your your new focus with Thrive Global because like you're hitting on one of the things that makes us better people, not just higher performing people. Exactly, and you know we we find exactly what you said in our um, trainings with Uber, for example. Mm-hmm. We call one part of our training, uh, "Don't cross your red line," and here are the signs that you are getting close to your red line. Mm-hmm. And the physical signs are obvious. You know, you are tired. The mental signs are also obvious. You know, you are operating in a fog, as you described, chaotic thoughts. The emotional signs are also obvious because you are overreacting. Anytime you overreact to bad things happening, Mm -hmm. which is bad things will happen constantly all day. Your child will do something you don't like. Your boss will do something you don't like. Your employees will do something you don't like. So our capacity to manage our stress depends on how do we react to bad things mm-hmm. happening. I mean, if we were waiting for a day when only good things happen, it's not going to come. So I think learning these things and learning how to navigate our day differently is going to have a huge transformative influence on the way we live, the way we work, the way we run our businesses. And I'm really, really excited about the future. It, it's, it's looking better because... When we, when we step out of that, that I have to be in, invulnerable sort yes. of thing where I, I can never show weakness, which is really business culture in Silicon Valley where I, I kind of cut my teeth, but also on Wall Street uh, and, and a lot of business. Any, any sales-oriented culture is the same way uh, where you know, even if you're about to collapse, you'd never show it. And where people are just saying, look, I, I need a break. And, and need is actually a word that they mean to say, like I need it because yeah. I'm not going to perform well if I don't do this. Exactly. Um, another interesting study. I, I looked a lot at blood sugar regulation. I, I used to have, I was pre-diabetic when I weighed 300 pounds and I just got my results back. I, my insulin sensitivity is the most sensitive you can get. It's one and anything above 60 is bad. Anything above 120 is diabetic. So it, it's as perfect as you can get. Uh, and this, this is a big change and it requires that you sleep because one night of missed sleep equals a 40% reduction in your ability to regulate your blood sugar. So you can be healthy and then, or at least moderately healthy, and then you miss sleep or you're jet lagged or whatever, and all of a sudden you have the blood sugar reactivity (laughs) of a pre-diabetic or even a type 2 diabetic just from missing sleep. So then you get the cravings, then you get the cravings, which then make you go up and down, and then you don't sleep the next night because you have extra cortisol, and you end up on this horrible treadmill, and it's driven by biology. 
And like our body listens, is it dark or is it not dark? Is it nighttime? Is it not nighttime? Am I freaking out? I'm trying to go to sleep. I want to sleep. And like it, it's not that hard when you look at it that way. But when you're like, what if someone knows that I need to sleep? <laughs> but I, I was I was inspired by our, our, our last interview uh, when you were just willing to talk about like, hey, this is what happened to me, and right. you're a pretty darn accomplished business person. Uh, yet, you're like, okay, I'm going to stand up and talk about it. And since then, I've seen a substantial number of, of very well-respected executives just stand up and kind of follow your lead and say, yeah, you know, I sleep, or, you know, if I don't meditate, I'm not a very good person. Yes. And it seems like some, something shifted just in the last something three years. Something has shifted, absolutely. And it's exciting to see. It's almost like CEOs are coming out, not as being gay, mm. but as meditating or sleeping or taking care of themselves and making the connection between that and being better at their jobs. It, it, is, it is my experience as a, as a former Silicon Valley geek and just as a, as a CEO now, um, if, I, if I don't control that, that one variable in my environment, uh, I'm, I'm just not as nice. Uh, and I, I don't want to be mean to the people who support the, the Bulletproof vision. Like I, I, would, I feel bad about that. So it, it's a, a business requirement my, my executive assistants know very well. Like don't schedule things that are going to disrupt my sleep unless right. we talk about it ahead of time. And if I need to do a call with Japan or somewhere, uh, then I'll, I'll do it. I'll make time to do it. But then I'm not going to schedule a 7 a.m. call the next morning because exactly. it's, it's too expensive to do that. Right? Absolutely. It's, it's too great to look to at that. It. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, a financial cost that comes from making a bad sleep decision. Yes, because I think we have so many um, executives now mm-hmm. who are willing to uh, acknowledge that the biggest mistakes mm-hmm. they made, they made when they were tired. So I know, we, for example, we, we launched a partnership with J.P. Morgan. It was a 28-day challenge to all their global employees, you know, 370,000 mm-hmm. employees. And uh, they were asked to, part- to participate in one of four challenges, sleep, unplugging and recharging, mm-hmm. uh, gratitude, and mindfulness. And what was amazing is to see senior executives talking about their own challenge and what they were going to do mm-hmm. and the impact it had um, on the company. And for me, it's just another great indication of the zeitgeist and of how yeah. um, a bank, a major bank like JP Morgan, is willing to acknowledge that they're going to have better employees. And Kristen Lemkow, who is their chief marketing officer, wrote in a piece for us, that she could categorically say that all the mistakes she made in business were when she was tired. How about the late night email right before you go to bed that you send to someone and the next morning you're like, I can't believe I sent that. Oh no. I've had a few of those. You probably have too, right? That's right. That's why you have to pick a time at least half an hour before you're going to go to Mm -hmm. sleep. When you turn off your phones, ideally take them out of your bedroom and put them in your phone bed and then have a transition to sleep. You have children. You know, when they were little, you don't just drop them in bed. You mm-hmm. give them a bath. You put them in their PJs. You read them a story. I, I wrote a parody of Goodnight Moon called Goodnight Smartphone that Audible is bringing out um, this, later in January. So all these things are available to us as tools to help us take care of ourselves and as a result be better at our jobs. You talked about something else in your work with J.P. Morgan, and you talked about gratitude. At the Bulletproof uh, Senior Leadership 
meetings, like every week we have our, our executive call like most companies do. Uh, we open it where everyone goes through and talks about something that they're grateful for that week. Not something just about the business, but sometimes, you know, my, my kids large. graduated or uh, you know, I, 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 I got I a good night's that. sleep or whatever. But it's a part of our culture. We've been doing that since the start of the company. Uh, and I'm wondering, what did you ask J.P. Morgan to do that I can steal? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, actually, all that we did is to ask them to recognize that prioritizing the well-being of their employees mm. is going to improve the bottom line. Okay. Once you accept that, everything else follows. You know, every company has different pain points. Mm -hmm. You know, a company may have a retention pain point or a recruitment pain point. But whatever the pain points, uh, the solution lies in, in recognizing there's a connection between well-being and performance. I, I absolutely love that answer, and, and it's, it's a, a core to both of our belief systems. And we're coming to on the end of the interview. And when I interviewed you, this was about two and a half years ago, I asked you the bulletproof question, and I think your answers will probably have shifted now. So I'm going to ask you the same question. I was going to say, tell me three things that will make us sleep better, but it's, it's more interesting. If someone came to you today and they said, Ariana, based on all you've learned in the last few years and, and even before that, I want to perform better at every single thing I do. What are the three most important pieces of knowledge I need? What would you offer today? So I would say the first most important thing is sort of philosophical. It's not to completely identify with your job. Oh, amen. Yeah. Because no matter how magnificent your job is, who you are as a human being is more important, more sacred than your job. Mm -hmm. The minute you forget that, you're at the mercy of events. Yeah. Because even the most successful career has problems, has challenges. And if you think this is who you are, then uh, you're going to be at the mercy of these events. And your stress levels and your happiness levels and your health are going to be at the mercy of the events. Mm -hmm. Um, the second thing is physical and mental and emotional. It's everything we've been talking about, which is recognizing that um, taking care of ourselves, putting our own oxygen mask first, is going to make us better at everything, our jobs, um, our parenting, our relationships, everything. And, um, and the third thing is to remember what Colette said, the French writer, she said, um, I had such a wonderful life, I just wish I had realized it sooner. <laughs> so I think most of us focus on the things that are not working in our lives mm -hmm. rather than the things that are working. It's almost like an evolutionary uh, fight or flight mode that we tend to go into. So I think um, trying to focus on what is working is incredibly powerful and remembering every day, especially before you go to sleep, to do a short gratitude list um, begins to change the quality of your life. Uh, it, it's uh, such a powerful list. We talked about gratitude at the company meetings. For the past, I think, four or five years now with my kids, and they're seven and nine, every night before bed, I tell me three things you're grateful for. Oh, and so that's like, it's part of our, our nightly ritual. And usually it's, you know, I'm grateful for, you know, something kind of trivial because you know, they're little kids. And not so long ago, when I was about five, he said, I'm grateful for the Big Bang because without that, there wouldn't be anything. Oh, like, that's so great. great. I love that. 
So you never know what's going to come out of. <laughs> tell out him of to write for Thrive Global. All right, I'll, I'll tell him. It might be a little. The letters sure, might be backwards. That's fine. <laughs> uh, on that note, Ariana, people can find about Thrive Global, thriveglobal.com. Uh, any anything else? Uh, I just to in, I want to invite yeah. anybody who is watching us to tell us their stories, to write them for your site for thriveglobal.com. We just want to collect as many stories as possible. It could be stories of burnout, wake mm. up calls. It could be stories of what you are doing uh, to make your life better that others can learn from. But the more we can share these stories, um, the faster we'll accelerate the culture shift. Well, I appreciate the work that you're doing on, on making people aware of these things because people are actually better than they think they are when they get enough sleep. And, and I, I truly believe that we're, we're meant to be nice to each other. We're meant to be kind. <laughs> we're wired that way. And it's just lifestyle crap that gets in the way of that. So you're, you're shifting the needle, and, and thank you. And thank you for everything, including the bulletproof coffee I drink every morning. <laughs> you're, you're so welcome. <laughs> Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.